This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that cannot believe we're past 50 episodes now. It's amazing, isn't it? I am Faisal Merikan, heading towards the wrong side of 50 years old. With me is Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Who, before payday, usually has 50 bucks in his pocket. But I'm sure your bank account has more, right? A little bit more. A little bit. <laughs> and uh, also, we have Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? He gets 50 fan letters a day because he's just <laughs> stupendous. Now, guys, let's start with the uh, Premier League. Tottenham followed up their shock win over Man City with an equally shocking uh, 1-0 loss to Burnley. Four defeats in five matches for Spurs now and uh, boss Antonio Conte said he's at his wit's end about what to do. In the last five games, we lost four times. No one deserved this type of situation. The club, me, the players, the fans, but this is the reality. I'm really, I'm really frustrated and I'm not used to face with this type of situation. I'm trying to do everything to change the situation, but the situation is not changing. This sounds like a man who's pretty much given up, right? But at least he's honest about himself. He's holding himself accountable. <laughs> Ouch. Those are actually the, the exact words I would use to describe it. You know, a, a man who has given up, a man who is defeated. So he's basically saying something along the lines of, you know, he's done everything he can, but yep, you know, results are not coming. Um, it, it suggests that either the players are not giving 100%, they're not following instructions, or it means that he didn't get the reinforcements that he felt he should have received uh, d- during the January window. You know, it, it's really hard to tell what exactly he's referring to here, but basically he's just saying that he doesn't know what to do. Lah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the worrying thing is, this is not something you want to hear from your manager. <laughs> you mentioned they've gone, they, they've lost four of their five matches and now he says this. You know, So you, you imagine how the fans and the players feel. You know, So you really have to question if, if their top four hopes are now over. I think it's pretty much over now because regardless of their big win against City last week, right, this was against Burnley. So when when Conte left Inter, Inter wasn't in the wasn't like in the relegation battle or in the bottom half of the table. No, Inter were the Serie A champions. So I'm pretty sure Conte would not have any problem leaving Tottenham. If he can leave Inter, why not Tottenham, right? So mm-hmm. uh I'm pretty, I think he was upset. I think he's upset because he did not get the reinforcement he needed in January. Uh, he did give multiple hints to the to the to the club that he wants reinforcement. This kind of player, another midfielder, but it, he did bring in Kulusevski, right? One of the players and Betancur, but I, I don't think he that was enough for him. So maybe just maybe Tottenham will have a new manager in a short amount of time. Speaking about that, since Mauricio Pochettino left, Spurs have had three full-time managers already and uh, so far, results-wise, nothing has changed. To me, right, I mean, it's like, imagine motorsports, let's say F1. You can have as many drivers as you want, but if the car is still crap, they're not going to win races. So are you saying that the the Tottenham squad is crap? (laughs) Results-wise... 
<laughs> Nick, is it not crap compared to the squad that Pochettino brought when they when they were really really close to winning the league and they did not win the league? Yeah, I, I, but you see, I, I wouldn't say they're crap. That old that team that you were referring to, yes, they are much better. But the one that that Antonio Conte has now, they're not exactly you know a shit team. You've got some pretty decent players. You've got. Harry Kane in there. You've got Son Heung-min in there. So I, I think it'll be a, it, it's a huge injustice and a disservice to the team to call them crap. But I really don't know what, what what's happening at Spurs. You know, they have so much potential. It's just not working out for them. They're just spineless, I guess. Okay, uh, moving on from Spurs. Uh, Arsenal kept their top four hopes alive. A 2-1 win over Wolves. They're now just uh, one point behind fourth-placed Manchester United. When was the last time we see Arsenal grand grinding up results like this right mm-hmm. uh, a winner like deep in injury time uh, they came back from behind to win to win all three points and now with two games in hand they're just one point behind United I'm pretty sure their 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 chances for for top four places very very likely compared to United that will be great for uh, Arsenal because I think the last time they were in the uh, Champions League was what five years ago <laughs> <laughs> it's been, been that while. long <laughs> It's been a while, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, Karam, you, you always say that you feel Mikel Arteta deserves to be in charge at Arsenal. He deserves the time to, to make the project work. Uh, if this is the kind of performance they, they are capable of putting in under him, then yeah, I, I'm completely with you. You know, I, I agree that, that he, he should stay on. And yeah, like, like you mentioned, the, the top four really is getting closer on the horizon for them. You know, they're, they're so close to United now. And, um, it's looking very promising for the Gunners. And I think the, the fans feel it as well because if you watch the match against uh, uh, Wolves, the Emirates has a reputation for being a bit of a, you know, like a quiet, kind of dead atmosphere. But you, you are being nice. It's, it's more like an empty stadium. A library. <laughs> a, a library. But did you listen to the crowd against Wolves this morning? You know, it, yes, it yes, got I to did, a, yeah. yeah, it got to a point where when the goal was scored, you couldn't even hear the commentator. All you could hear was, was the cheering. So I, I think it, it, it's that optimism, that, that sense of, of expecting good things coming up, it, it's filtering to the fans as well. And, and, and the whole club is, is starting to feel it now. Elsewhere, Liverpool kept up the pressure on leaders Manchester City. They walloped Leeds a 6-0. Three points now separate uh, Liverpool and City. Liverpool are really picking up their pace, trying to chase City. Just three points now. They were left, what, seven or nine points previously. So things are looking good for Liverpool. My fingers are crossed. I I really really hope that they can catch City. Just and if they win the title this season, they could just equal United's twentieth twenty championship, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm. So I think that would be great for football. That would be great for EPL. It's just that Nick, you and me, we need to we need to tahan the banter from Faisal. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I can't believe we are both sitting here and, and like rooting for like, oh, City, come on, City, come on, Liverpool, give us a title race. <laughs> but but yeah, but but we, we've reached a point now where uh, there's no margin for error for both of them. You know, we, we've got not many games to go this season. One slip up could cost either side the title. In fact, uh, if you look at the stats, I think it's, it's Liverpool who hold a slight advantage. Uh, they, they have a superior goal difference compared to City. So 
if at all it comes down to these you know fine margins, uh, it'll be Liverpool that that will be slightly ahead, and also from a mental point of view as well, City will probably be wondering how they went from being what 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 was it fourteen points ahead at one point to now just three right so that will probably be weighing on, on the defending champions as well but it, it like you said it, it makes for a really exciting really interesting title race so uh, this weekend Liverpool will be up against Chelsea in the EFL Cup final uh, for Chelsea Matteo Kovacic and Hakim Ziyech are injury doubts but I have a sneaking suspicion they will miraculously recover for the game uh, as for Liverpool uh, Diego Jota and Roberto Firmino um, both in a race to be fit in time for the match uh, I honestly can't predict how this one will end up uh, they played each other twice uh, the season both matches ended in draws what do you think? I'm pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a cracker of a match but I'm not sure that it will live up to the hype you know because it's not to not to look down on the EFL Cup but it's not the it's not uh, it's not the trophy that both teams really want right now, right? So they are chasing they are chasing uh, the EPL title. They are chasing for the Champions League title. So, but nonetheless, I'm I really really hope and really really think that it is going to be a quality match in the final. Yeah, uh, for me, if I had to like sort of stick my head out and and pick a winner, I, I'd say Liverpool have slightly more of an edge. Uh, simply because their attack seems to be more potent now with uh, Salah and Mane both on form. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand, we know they've got their issues with the misfiring uh, Romelu Lukaku and all that. And and Faisal, you mentioned just now that uh, Chelsea has got uh, Ziyech and, and Kovacic who are probably going to recover from the injury in time for the final. But then you also have to wonder if they're going to be 100% fit, you see. So the way I look at it, they're a bit more doubts about Chelsea's attacking lineup compared to uh, the Reds. But still, you know, two quality sides. Uh, we, we, we know what they're capable of. So it, it should be uh, a very good final. And, and, and for me, it's good to see another League Cup final featuring two so-called, you know, big teams. Like, you know, we had uh, City versus Spurs last season. Now it's Liverpool-Chelsea. So for a tournament that some people call the, the Mickey Mouse Cup, uh, it's good <laughs> to see two quality teams playing for the title. As for a Mickey Mouse team, Manchester United, uh, they, were, <laughs> they were in the uh, Champions League in midweek. A one-all draw with Atletico Madrid. Anthony Alanga saved the day for United with his equaliser. Uh, this was actually, uh, I felt, la, a, a better performance from United. And, and Atletico didn't make it easy for them either. You know, Atletico did... What they do best, they they that that Simeone style of play. You know, you disrupt the opponent, you control the game, even though the other team has more possession. You try and catch your opponent on the break and all that. So, after taking an early lead, it was looking like Atletico could have snuck a win here. But uh, United, to their credit, didn't give up. Uh, they did struggle, to be fair, at times to to open up Atletico's solid defense. But they were tenacious and they were persistent. Uh, and, and they finally, like you mentioned, got that, that equaliser through uh, Anthony Elanga. And, and kudos to the guy because this is the, what, the second game in a row he scored. And he really seems to be making the best of the opportunities that 
Ralph Rangnick seemed, uh, is giving him. Uh, I agree with Nick about the performance, but in the first half, United was really, really not in the game. Uh, Atletico Madrid ran riot, I guess. Uh, their midfielder Hector Herrera had had a monumental match, I thought, because he really, really, he sing. I thought he single-handedly kept United's midfield in check in the first half. He was making these uh, hard challenges, hard, rough tackles. So uh, I thought Pogba was out of his game in the first half, and it's totally down to Herrera who who made that happen. So. But uh, like like Nick said, it was great to see Ilanga score the equaliser, and this Mickey Mouse club will have a second chance in the second leg. <laughs> but that's par for the course for United, right? You've got some periods where they're good, and then other periods where you're like, "What the heck is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, uh, the Premier League is in action. Among other matches, uh, Tottenham travel to Leeds, uh, Newcastle visit Brentford, Man City away at Everton, and and uh, Manchester United host Watford. Be sure to catch these uh, matches and more on Astro. In other news, uh, UEFA stripped St. Petersburg of uh, hosting duties for the uh, Champions League final because of uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The crisis in Ukraine has also affected Formula One. The Haas team is removing all references to its uh, Russian sponsors on the final day of uh, pre-season testing in Barcelona. Um, As for the fate of the Russian F1 GP, no word yet, but uh, Sebastian Vettel is taking a stand. He said, he won't race there if it goes ahead. Uh, with that, we've come to the end of another Potball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. And uh, in the words of John Lennon, give peace a chance. I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. 